was just musing through it, and every every time I turned the page, here's green. And I said, well, Lord, what do you want to say about green? So the search was on for green in the Bible. And I want to talk today about God's green blessings. And uh, I was really inspired once I got into it. Green is everywhere in the Bible. And God is a God of color. And it's just really awesome when you see that he labeled things, certain colors. And... Uh, the power of green is God himself. You know, the Bible says that he sits on the throne and he's surrounded by a rainbow, many colors. And the, the hue, the color of hue that comes out from the rainbow around the, the throne of God is emerald. So that's green, some type of green. And so God is seen in scripture as you know, that uh, edifice of emerald. And so I've really got a lot of stuff going here today. So this is also the tribes of Israel. I'm going to pass it and don't don't pull the little buttons off. Just look at them. Uh, And uh, these are the tribes of Israel and every tribe has a color. I wonder what your color is. I wonder what God has given to you. Honey, could you just pass it over there with the Cromers, and they'll pass it through the church. I just want you to see it. Emerald, there's some green. You can detect green throughout the uh, the 12 tribes of Israel. The, the the walls of the city are stones, you know, and the gate is a, per, is a pearl. I mean, you know, okay, we're going to talk about the incredible symbolization that God gives in his word to symbolize who he is and what he wants to do for his people. And sometimes I think we come to salvation and we know that we're going to escape hell. And so then we begin to be a Christian. But then it kind of after after 83 years, you know, you need something to inspire you beyond just that you got your sins taken away. That's the greatest thing of all. But we're supposed to be powerful witnesses for the kingdom of God. And I just as I looked into the scripture and I saw the green places, I can't I don't have enough time today to preach on all the green that's in the Bible. But if you're curious, you can go to the computers and and look it up. So in my devotions, as I was musing and praying, I saw this green. And so the, the, the search for what about God is green was on. And it took a lot of time, and I got a lot of research, and so I I know that we won't have time for it all today. But it began with uh, Psalm 23, a passage of Scripture that everybody knows, even the world knows it, because we preach it at funerals all the time, and they, they hear it a lot because it's preached a lot. So Psalm 23, verse 2 and 3, He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. That is so important. It's so much more than a funeral sermon. It says there that he sends us to green pastures. He could have sent us anywhere. But he sent us to green pastures. And it says that he restores our soul. That is awesome. And this is spring. And he's restoring all of the vintages around us the vegetables and the trees and the leaves and the green you know he's 
if you have driven down a highway, today I came down a path, and on both sides of the street was these tall, green, voluptuous trees. They're just at their very best. They just blossomed right out. And as I was driving down there, I thought, I'm still laughing at the, at the fact that this is God's green blessings. <laughs> it's still got a chuckle in my spirit. And I was going down this road, and this green was all around me, and I felt the presence of God. It just rolled over me, the presence of God. And church, we need to feel the presence of God. We need to understand that there's a higher power, and its name is God, Jehovah, and we need to feel and sense it. You know, sometimes we're just off doing our job or whatever, and we need to have that fresh uh, presence of his of God just roll over us. And I just felt that so powerful today as I drove down the road and everything around me was green. So we're going to rest in this today. You know, we respond to the nudges that God gives us. And this is just one of those little silly nudges that God has given me. But it turned about to be so important to me. It inspired me. It refreshed me. It it caused me to want to know more about green, to see what is it that God is saying. Because He, everything about him is green when you start studying the word of God. So he wants us to rest. That's something that we need so much. To rest, not just to rest because our bones are tired, but to rest because his presence wants to minister to us. If you can find time to rest a few minutes in every day, just sit quiet and rest, you will feel the presence of the Lord because he desires his people to rest. So the first thing that we see in green is to be, is to rest. You know, uh, we was just Three weeks or four weeks ago, we were just driving through all dead wood and dead trees. And all of a sudden, there's resurrection power and everything is green. So that's another great word for green is resurrection. He restores our soul the same way he can bring those trees back to life. He's going to bring us back to life when we get into eternal life. We're in a destination to eternal life. And it's so awesome to even think about that. In Proverbs 16:3, he says, commit thy works. We're talking about rest here, the green pasture. He says, commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. How many know that our thoughts run away with us? They just run away with us, and the enemy just gets on that roll, and he just rolls with us and gives us all those thoughts. But, the, but, but God says, you know, if we can come to a green pasture... If we can rest in God, we're talking spiritually this morning. We can rest in God. We will find that we commit our works to him. We commit, Lord, this is what happened. This is what it's going to be. This is what I don't know, blah, blah, blah. And you tell him everything and you commit your thoughts unto him. Then he will establish the answers. The Bible don't say answers. The Bible says he will establish your thoughts and you shall be established. So that's just as good to me that he's going to answer me. He's going to help me to know and design my life. Now, though we started in Genesis, it happened in the very first chapter of Genesis, he speaks green. Now, in Revelation 4, 3, he speaks it again. It says, he that set to look upon like a jasper, a sardine stone. You saw these stones when they passed. And there was a rainbow round about the throne and in sight Like unto, thank you, honey. 
and sight like unto. Okay, I lost my place. In sight like unto an emerald. God is surrounded in colors. God is a God of color. Do you notice, uh, just, just to notice this, do you notice that every car you see is white, gray, black, and in the midst of that, there'll always be a red one because there'll always be the blood of Jesus, you know. And if you get a green one, you're really blessed. But you ever notice that you go by a parking lot where there's rows and rows of cars and you can see all the cars as you drive by, you'll see just those colors. Our society is bland. And God wants us to be revived to the power that there's a color in our soul, a color in our spirit, that everything about us is colorful because God is a God of color. And I think that we need to hear that today. I think because of the world conditions, all society is drab. They pay hundreds and thousands of dollars for cars that are gray, white. Black, when all the colors of the rainbow are available to them. My, my car that I love the most was like a purple, a dark purple. I mean, think in color, church. When you think about your salvation, it's not drab. Think in color about all that God does for you. And let Shake yourselves. Let the Christianity be shaken by the power and the presence of God. God is with us every day, every step of the... Every step we take and every minute, God's color is in our life. And we need to be colorful Christians for God. So the rainbow symbolizes a promise. He doesn't just give color because he likes color. He gives color to be an incredible symbol to us of something powerful that comes out of him. And so when we see the rainbow, we know if you're a good Christian, you've studied your word, you know that the rainbow is a promise from God. And we need to remember his promises. When we get in our struggles, we forget our, we forget that we belong to God. And if we would entrust those struggles to him, he would help us to know exactly what to do. He would guide us and lead us. He might not lead us the way we want to go. He might lead us in his paths of righteousness and not our own way. I asked the Lord, why talk about these things in Scripture? And And... God said, revealed to me, and this is just to my thought, that our world is got the life of God in it. Even though the enemy is transgressing against the creative force of God, the life of God is still in our world, and we are still a healthy green people, you know, seeing the vegetables that are green, the trees that are green. And when I preach this to you, if you hear me today, and if you feel the inspiration that I have, everything you see going home from this church, you'll see green, and you'll say, well, God, I feel your presence. All you have to do is when you're engulfed in it is just say, I feel your presence and you'll be amazed at what God will offer to you in that. So he makes me to lie down. Church, we have to get quiet before God. 
before he can speak to us. I've heard people pray and pray and pray and knock on the door for God to give them a direction in their life. And they never get it because they're always whining and calling for it. Instead of get down in peaceable thing and be quiet and hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to you. Well, this thought came through my mind. Well, if the thought came through your mind, the mind of Christ is in you and God is trying to speak and nudge us. And Christianity needs a real nudging today. We need a real revelation of the power and the anointing of God. He is more powerful than what the enemy is doing in our world. He is a victor. He is righteous. He is good. It is his earth. And we need to be just as green as we can be for the power of God is in us. I asked the Lord and God began to say to me, I'm revealing myself everywhere. My people don't see me. My people don't hear me. I'm revealing myself with incredible symbols that they can come to know me in a personal way. And so this is why the message is today. It is a gift to understand that God is saying something in all that he has done. If you've ever been out west and saw the beauty of the mountains, we sing the, the songs of the grandeur. You know, that's God. God is there. God is with us. God is in your job. God is in your home. That is if you let him be. And if you recognize him and if you want him and you say, come, Lord Jesus, you know, green me. That means give me your presence, Lord. It's so important. So what gift do you understand that he has imparted to you since the day of your salvation? Because he is imparting gifts to his believers. No Christian born again believer is without the gifts of God. And God is desiring those gifts to come to the forefront and to operate in the church and in the body of Christ. Now, that doesn't mean that we have to run the aisles and stand on our head and do all those kinds of things. It just means we need to be incredibly sensitive to God, that he's in everything. He's in us. He's wherever you work. You might not like your job. Start liking your job. Just start liking those things that the enemy harasses you with and see what God will do for you. So what what gift? What gift do you have besides salvation? If you're born again, you have the gift of, of salvation. You have the gift of, uh, of uh, sin forgiven. But what other gift did he give you? Did he give you anything? Did, are, are, we, are we so bland that we don't even know we have these things? We have gifts of God. There's gifts in the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. There's gifts in your salvation. Now, it, it can be a phone call away. It can be an encouragement. It can be blessing the, the brother. It can just be anything. But when do we open ourselves up and reach out and be God-like? Because God lives in us. And everything about our born-again life is God. And so, you know, when it's green, it grows. Amen? If you're a farmer or if you like plants, if it's if it's green, it grows. When it doesn't isn't green, it's get it's brown and it does have no value. So think of ourselves as trees of righteousness. Think of ourselves as as God's gift in this earth to witness of who he is. I mean, when you just stand at the water uh place where you get water and everybody stands around when you just stand there and you say wow as i came to work today i just saw god it was just he just surrounded me and the people think you're crazy but that's all right it begins to be a witness you begin to spread the germs of goodness instead of the germs of negativeness does the church understand how negative we've become 
because of all of the onslaught of the darkness of the enemy that he has wedged against his people, we cannot become complacent. We have to be shiny. We have to be the light of Christ. We have to be the colors of God. We have to be vibrant. We have to, you know, they need to look at us and say they're just crazy. When they say that, you're blessed because they understand that you're different than them. We're supposed to be different, church. We're not supposed to be bland like them. We're supposed to be full of energy. I love this brother that sings on on um, uh, Jimmy Swagger's program, and he he can't he can't sing without every muscle in his body moving. And 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 people say, well, he's really he he's really <laughs> uh, wild. And I go like, I love it, I love it because there's movement. You know, there's got to be movement movement in Christians. We become too dormant. We have to show who we are, who we believe in, who lives in us. And that takes, you know, color is great and vibrant. So we think about that. So we started with the green uh, vegetation and trees and, and the pasture. But now we see God sitting on the throne full of life, full of energy, moving and living in us. Incredible symbols. The pasture that's green and the things that God is doing in our life. The very first chapter, Genesis 1.30, he begins to impart this, this uh, scripture of green to us. It says, to every beast of the earth and to every fowl of the air and to everything that creepeth, that's probably us, to everything that creepeth upon the earth wherein there is life. How many have life? Yeah. Okay, to everything that has life. The scripture says, I have given every green herb for meat, and it was so. He started out giving us green food. Because he is green, because he is emerald, because he is powerful source of creation in our lives. So he says, and Jeremiah picks it up in Jeremiah 17, 7. He says, blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord. Whose hope the Lord is. Is the Lord your hope today, church? Then we got to stand straight tall and look like the Lord is our hope. Not that there, not that we are destined to sorrow and anguish and all those kinds of things that's going on in the world. You know, when you can have the countenance of Christ on your life in the midst of chaos, they will wonder why. When they wonder why you become a witness for the gospel of Jesus. You know, people think that witnesses mean you got to get in the, up in the pulpit or, or you got to have a great gift of prophetical words and you do need all those things. That's great and it's wonderful. But just a word in season, just a kind word to a suffering soul is a great witness for the kingdom of God. And you never know. You know, D.L. Moody, a great man of God, you know, somebody passed him on the street and smiled at him and said a word. And he became this wonderful, well-renowned man of God, colleges and churches and everything. You don't know what a word in season. But you know what, church? Christianity is walking along with their head down because they are burdened down and they don't realize that we have the power of God in us. The, the the green growing season, like now is the green growing season. Spring death is over. Everything that you see is alive in God's earth. And God wants his people to be alive also. So it says, blessed is the man whose, whose God is their hope, for he shall be a tree planted by the waters. Tree, trees are green, church, when they're alive. 
but, but when they're dormant, they're they're not too green. He said, but the tree, the tree, they spreadeth out their roots to the river, and you shall see. They don't even notice when heat cometh, but their leaf shall be green. So it doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't matter the trials and the tribulations and the heartaches and the sorrows and the sufferings and all of that. If you're truly born again and God is truly living in you and you truly recognize him, the scripture says in the year of drought, how many ever been in a drought in your salvation? How many ever just got down and discouraged and despondent? Some No, you don't do that, do you? It's just me. And uh, it says, but in, this, in the year of drought, they don't cease to yield fruit. So it's in your times of struggle and your times of discouragement and those kinds of things that you recognize the power of God lives in you. And in your struggles, you grow. You turn more green. And you get away from the deadness that the enemy wages against this, the body of Christ. When we see green, we know that God is at work. We know that God is resurrecting the seed that he planted that had died through the winter, but now it's coming to life. And that's the greatest picture of green that you'll ever see because that's restoration and that's resurrection. And that means that it doesn't matter what struggle, what spiritual death that you might go through in your Christian life, you will come forth triumphant if you keep your hope in God. And there's a day, the day that we live right now is a day that we need our hope in God. We need to recognize that there is a colorful God living in us. And we can be more colorful than the drabness of the, of the wickedness that's in our earth today. So blessed is the man that trusts us in the Lord. And I think that means ladies too. Everybody is blessed, you know, who believes in the Lord. And the Lord is their hope. And they have a brightness and a, and, a, and a lightness about them. After all, Jesus says, I am the light. You know, We're supposed to be spreading light, not drabness in our earth. Now, I'm not saying you saints are drab. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that there's a drabness in Christianity. You know, and, and we're not as on fire as we used to be. When I, when I was a young in church and they were on fire... Prayer meeting lasted four hours, and then they loved each other and went out and ate, and it was four in the morning before they got home. But now we want to be in bed by eight because, you know, that's the way it is. You know what I'm saying to you? Church, we need to awaken the power of God in us and trust in the Lord with all our heart and lean not unto our own understanding and be as a green vine growing and powerful and and be a branch that's bringing forth fruit in the kingdom of God. But a branch that's not green is not going to bring forth fruit. We have to have the the light and strengthness and the thing that brings forth the, the greenness in the plant. Well, most usually God is speaking to vegetation when he talks about green. But I'm sure there's green in the rainbow of promise. I'm sure that there's green that God wants us to see. Incredible symbols that God has given to us. Today we're going to receive Holy Communion. Incredible symbols. He didn't just say, I'm going away, goodbye. But he gave them symbols or, or expressions or what is it when you teach children, you give them Visual aids. So he had a cup. And he had it with the fruit of the vine. 
And he showed those incredible symbols that we today can remember his death and his suffering and his sorrow and also remember that there's resurrection life in him and that we are not going to just die and be in the grave, but we are going to live forever in eternity in the presence of God. Oh, God, awaken us to the spiritual end that you have for us. Awaken us to those spiritual entities that's going to happen in our life that we might even begin to experience them now. Awaken the church, oh God, that the more evil the world gets, the more powerful God is. And trust him with all your heart and don't lean into your own understanding. Incredible symbols that God gives us, the green leaves of the trees, everything he gives symbols to. Job 37, 6 says, wait for this. He saith to the snow. How many, how, how many times do I hear, oh, I don't want to hear, I don't want it to snow. Snow is one of the treasures of God. You know, God has a big treasure chest. The Bible says he has treasures. And out of the treasures come the green greenery, and out of the treasures come the snow. And everything God does is for a purpose, church. He need, you, we need the snow. We need the watering of the earth. We need these things. And we need to see these symbols as ideas that God is with us. He's around us. He's, he's there. He can just talk to him. He saith to the snow, be thou on the earth. <laughs> see, that makes me laugh. Because people are constantly saying they don't like the snow. But this is, this is out of the treasury of God. And he says to the snow, he says, be on the earth. Likewise, he gives us the small rain. Likewise, he gives us the great rain. And all this is for our strength. That's what the word of God says. He says, and to the great rain of his strength. You know, we're missing things that God has given us with great purpose. Not just the snow, but I, I, I found that to be interesting. Most usually snow is not welcomed, but it's a necessity for growth. And God wants to give us symbols to teach us to grow. We can't be where we was yesterday. You know, if we're going to be green for God, if we're going to be sprouting, if we're going to be alive, we can't be what we was yesterday. We have to be better today. We have to grow. Psalm 148, 8 and 9 says, fire, hail and snow Vapor, stormy wind, fulfilling his word. All those things we really aren't too happy about. If our car's out and it's hailing, we're not happy. You know, but, and there's fires all in the west, you know, and they're suffering from the fires. Fire and hail and snow and vapor and stormy wind, Isaiah 148, fulfills God's word. We need to come to know God in a very personal way. We need to come to understand his purposes in the things that we don't like because God has a purpose for everything. Job 38:22. and when I speak of Job, I'm speaking of the most ancient passages of Scripture. It says, Hast thou entered into the treasures of the snow? <laughs> Have you, has anybody entered into the treasures of the snow here? You know, there there are people to do. They go snowboarding. They they go ice skating. They go ice fishing. You know, all of the snow is for purposes. It's got purpose. Some purposes love them. 
some purposes don't. But it says, hast thou entered into the treasures of the snow, or hast thou seen the treasures of hail, or the great wind? Now, spiritually speaking, we've seen the great wind on the day of Pentecost. It came and it blew through the house, and nobody thought of anything but the move of God that was happening. And I want the church of Jesus Christ to come to that place where they sense God more than they sense the evil that the devil wages against us. Now, this morning, I I have many pages, but I just want to say this one last thing from the book of Daniel. Daniel 7, 9 and 10 in there. And Daniel had a revelation of God, and he said, I beheld the thrones that were cast down and the Ancient of Days, which is God. You know, he he beheld the ancient of of days, which is God. And and remember, he's the emerald. He's the uh, essence of God's greens all together. And it says his throne was like the fiery flame. And this I don't know. And I want to understand. Anybody knows can tell me. And the throne was like fiery flame and his wheels of burning fire. What are the wheels of? A burning fire that God has. It's awesome. God, give me understanding. I want to know what those are. It's mentioned more than once in Scripture. Verse 10 says, A fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. Thousands of thousands ministered unto him. And ten thousands, ten thousands stood before him. And the judgment was set and the books were opened. We will give account to how green we are, to how growth, how much growth takes place in our life. Because isn't isn't growth symbolic of green? And God wants his people to grow. And this is a season for growing. This is a season for restoration. This is a season for, for rest and peace in God, even though everything around us is swirling and storm-like. You know, that causes us to know our need of God and for us to bow in his presence. There's so much symbolism in God's word and it's all there to show us he's with us. He wants to be all around us. He wants us to see that he's there. Somebody said, I want to see God. Well, look at your neighbor. God is there. God lives in us if we're born again. He lives in us and we should be vibrant. For the cause of the kingdom. Psalm 35, 135.7. It says he causes the vapors to ascend from the ends of the earth. That's like the smog, the clouds, the storm. Get up some morning and the heat and the cold match together and it was foggy out, you know. He controls all that. He maketh the lightnings. Whenever did you see a lightning? That's God. Hey, I see. I saw God yesterday. I saw the lightning. It came right across the windows. He bringeth the wind out of his treasuries. So God's wind is moving today. He bringeth the wind out of his treasuries. Now, this is my final thought. I think it's so interesting. The psalmist writes and he says, uh, it's Psalm 52.8, in case you're interested. He says, I am like a green olive tree. This is the psalmist recognizing himself 
as the green olive tree in the house of God. I trust in mercy of God forever and ever. I have said this often in my ministry that when I came here, I was green. You know, I, I didn't know how to pastor. I didn't know what to do. I had to go to all the records and the files and find everything. And the psalmist says, I am like a green olive tree. Well, olives pressed bring forth the oil. We need the oil of God in our life. And yes, we are green because do we know the whole word of God? Do we know the whole word of God? Do we know every scripture in the Bible? Isn't there so much to learn? Aren't we limit? Isn't the word of God limitless? So when we come to the house of God, we come to we come to the green olive because we want to learn. We want to grow. We want to sprout forth the power and the anointing. And, and, and you know, when the olive is squeezed, he brings forth that oil, which is like the anointing oil of God. Is anybody getting what I'm saying? It's awesome just to sit and take a scripture and 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 uh, muse on it. You say, what exactly is being said here? I'm a green olive. You know, I like olives. But that means I have so much to learn of God. And I can learn it in the house of God. You see what I'm saying? He says, I, I'm in the house of God. So we're green today. How, how green are we? How are we growing? You know, what is happening at what movement is happening in our life that we're going to grow more in God? Job wrote in 39.8, and he said, The range of the mountains is his pasture. Now, get this. He says, I, I want you to go to green pastures and rest. Then he tells us, we, we don't know where those green pastures are, but now he tells us. In Psalm in Job 39.8, he says, The range of the mountain is his pasture and he searches after every green thing so he's searching for you to see if you're in the green pasture and the green pasture is not in the in the in the bottom of the valley but it's in the mountain god loves his people be so inspired that god is so faithful to be with you in everything Every struggle, every strife. The salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. Psalm 37. He is their strength in the time of trouble. And the Lord will help them and deliver them. He will deliver them from the wicked and he will save them because they trust in him. That's the end of your life. If you trust in him, he will deliver you. When you get in your trial and tribulation, set yourself green to grow in trust and faith and see what God will do now I challenge you when you go home today if you go down a road where there's green all around you say to yourself I feel your presence Lord I feel your presence begin to feel his presence look for his presence he will come and he will overwhelm you with the power of his presence Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you for the power of your word. Thank you, Lord. We thank you that you speak to us about growing. God, because this is totally a generation that needs people on fire for you. 
bless your people today, Lord. We're going to receive Holy Communion. Father, we ask that you bless the cup. Lord, that you bless the bread. These are symbols that you have left for us to remember you, to remember your son, to remember our salvation. Incredible symbols that we won't forget you. We see the cup. We see it in its redness and its strength of God's suffering and shedding of blood. We see it in the bread that is broken for our ailments, broken for us spiritually that we can grow through the crisis in our life. We ask that you would just bless your people today as we come to the table of the Lord. In Jesus' name we ask you.